The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another episode here at the Kick Pod Podcast, the podcast dojo for inspirational martial arts talk. I'm your host, TJ Williams, fourth degree black belt of the Chuck Norris system, here to give you an insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts based subjects, and highlight individuals involved in martial arts past, present, and future. And for those who are just tuning in for the first time, this is a pre recorded episode, so Whatever I talk about in this episode, it's either done past or is coming up, which brings me to say um, we have reached the end of February and now we're entering into March. Well, we're in March 1st to be precise. Um, and it seems like uh, hopefully spring is on its way because, of course, in my region, I'm kind of getting sick of the snow. I mean, we got blasted with a um, icy rain, which made the roads terrible. And to follow it up the next week. This week, we end up getting like um, heavy snow, but not too much. But nevertheless, um, I want the snow to go away and at least get warmer. And, you know, and just to give you an update of my, uh, of course, my knee. I mean, I've been doing that as of lately um, from looks of it, uh, from my doctor's appointment that I went to. It looked like it's healed pretty good, but it's a matter of time to get myself back to uh, running shape. I want to at least get back to running and doing other things. You know, luckily I'm getting my agility back and I'm performing well in martial arts. But the main goal is, is like um, getting back to wrestling, pro wrestling. I mean, I mean, that's how I got hurt in the first place. That's how I hurt my knee during a match. But um, to get back to that groove, I mean, it's probably going to be roughly the, the next, next six months. I mean, I roughly spent six months healing, and now I got to spend another six months getting back to back to where I'm back to normal, back to where I am. All right, so there's no pain, no limp as I'm running. All right, so for kind of, I want to kind of go on with this episode. Um, well, I want to kind of explore the um, the karate shrimp, um, you know, so Sabrina Bleem, because I had her on my show um, of my previous episodes. You know, I interviewed her, her and her journey. I interviewed her and she was talking about that she started her training at the age of 41. And I'm guessing she's in her 50s right now. And, you know, that's just proof that it's not too late to start at a it's not it's not too late to start martial arts i mean no matter how old you are you know you could be in your 50s you could be in your 60s i mean you know the people that actually go into martial arts at a older age is like more inspirational as people or as those that go into uh, martial arts in a younger age you know that just proves that you have your have the potential or yet have the, the determination to do such martial arts all right, so, well, before I kind of got in this episode, you know, there's two subjects I want to talk about. Like, one, I mean, it's been trending on the um, 
it's been trending as of lately. It's trending on the news, trending like online. I mean, if for those who heard of uh, heard of the story or he's seen it, that um a young lady by the name of uh I'm trying to say her name, but um, Nash National National, yeah, uh, Na- yeah National Alma. Yeah, that's not, you know, his first names are kind of hard to say. So, was a 24-year-old girl or a 24-year-old woman that was attacked at her gym in her or apartment complex by an unknown assailant, an unknown suspect. Well, of course, they caught the guy. I mean, he was like a known rapist, and he actually attacked her in the gym. Like, as she was finishing her workout, all of a sudden... Uh, well, here's the story. This is how it started. All right. So if you haven't seen the video, I mean, uh, Alma or uh, National. All right. Na- Nation, National. Uh, opened the door for um, this guy stand out the window or stand out the door. And she continued doing her workout. And of course, from the looks of the video, the guy was just sitting there doing nothing. Then all of a sudden he came and approached her and started trying to uh, touch her or whatever, trying to grab her. And she pushing him, pushing him away. And all of a sudden it got to a point where she had to run, get out of there, run. And I saw a couple points, self-defense points that I seen is the one she was trying to keep the bench between him and her. And of course, just to get a good, nice escape. But of course, in that case, she ended up running, and the next thing you know, the guy caught up to her and started grabbing her. And it went to the point where the guy broke, broke to the ground. She keeps fighting. She keeps fighting. No, that's another self-defense um, tip, a factor. You know, you keep fighting. You, you try to at least hammer. Like, I've seen her things. i seen her do some hammer fists. I mean, one thing, I mean, as soon as, uh, as, soon as somebody gets you in the ground, I mean... One thing is you don't want to stay there. You want to at least keep fighting. And from the looks of it, she got, she did. And then she got out of there safety, safely. But hopefully this guy that they caught is probably going to be in jail for a long time and not able to go out in public. I mean, really, it's just disgusting looking at it. It's like, really, we want to make sure that these places, these gyms are a safe place for people to go. So luckily for, uh, uh, well, looking for National, that she was able to get herself out there. And I'm, I don't think she wasn't even a trained martial artist, but from the looks of how she handled herself, she might as well be. But uh, uh, definitely do those to her that she got out of there safely. And also another subject or another um, incident that happened among. Um, uh, a teacher got attacked by uh, a student because she took his Nintendo Switch away. Now, see, this is the problem with uh, what what I see. Now, um, the the student one number one shouldn't even have the Nintendo Switch. You know, coming from my experience, you know, my mom wouldn't even let me bring my Game Boy to school, but you know, I would do it anyway. Which, when I think about it today, it's like. I've, I'm to regret ever just bringing my Game Boy to school, knowing that I should have, should have just left it at home, you know, 
when you go to school, your it's your education is more important than just a silly game. You know, leave your game at home. I mean, your time, your time at school is getting your education, and you get mad at a te- a teacher that's has more care about your education than you do having your guilty pleasure of playing a switch and you attack her for it, that makes you kind of low. You know, I kind of have to put this out there. You know, we can't, we like to, I'm not saying we shouldn't spoil our children, but we can't spoil them enough where there's no discipline. You know, if there's no discipline, then, you know, the parents are not going to have any respect of the, well, the kids are not going to have any respect of what the parents say. You know, they're going to act like it's just nonsense talk. But nevertheless, you know, this kid, hopefully he is going to learn a valuable lesson that your education is more important than a game. And that I hope he finds it in his heart to apologize to the teacher that he attacked. You mean, really, this is something that we have to avoid with our kids. And, you know, most martial arts kind of gears that to our kids. And the thing is, when it comes to martial arts, you know, it's not the commitment of the student. It's the commitment of the parent. I mean, you know, if you're an adult, I mean, it's your choice. But when you're a kid, you know, it's not your choice. I mean, it's the parents. I mean, if they don't want you to quit, if they want you to get better, then they're going to be on you. It's no different when you're in school. You don't have much of a choice when you're a kid and you're in school. I mean, you're there to learn. You're there to learn. Learn how to learn education, get an education. That's pretty much your deal as a kid. You don't have much of a choice. You don't pay the bills. I mean, until you pay the bills, until you have a job, a full-time job, then the last thing you should do is argue with your parents. You know, you should always respect and honor your parents' wishes for you to get a better education. I mean, if they want you to play a sport, if they want you to do karate, if they want you to do extra curriculum activities instead of staying home, worry about your switch, then you should honor that. So that's just something that I want to bring out there. You know, it's just terrible that these kids nowadays, it's just, I can say, just too spoiled. It's like there's no discipline in their life. And they know, no wonder why there's always trouble out there. You know, it's just sad that there's always shootings and there's always somebody getting like killed or somebody going to hospital because of today's generation and the fact that technology is really um, taking over. You know, I'm well, let's just say I got pretty much like today's technology. You know, I got a smartphone, but, you know, I'm more worried about my job. I'm worried about doing my job and worry about doing it effectively. You know, I'm not at a gym teaching my fitness classes, looking at my phone constantly. You know, I'm there to do a job. I'm there to teach a class. That's the same thing with cry class. You know, unless I have an emergency with my phone that I use it. But other than use my my timer on my phone, I use my phone for nothing else. So I use it for emergency or if I have a timer. But Nevertheless, we have to really start not to start getting these kids more focused on important things, learn how to earn, learn how to do all these things. But this has to stop that we have to really sit down and talk to our kids about what it needs to 
what it means to respect what parents say. And, you know, just think about it. If the parents take the time, well, let's just say, I mean, in my opinion, some parents out there shouldn't be parents at all. I mean, when you think about it, you know, because, you know, it's like, and now let's say it's not my place to tell them how to be parents, but, you know, if you're going to be a kid yourself and not and not rear, rear your children, then, you know, this is why society is messed up as it is. So, you know, I'm lucky enough. I mean, I don't have any kids, but I, I am an uncle. I have two nieces and I treat them like my own daughters. And, you know, I'm luck. I'm happy enough that um, my oldest niece, my 15 year old niece is growing up so well. And we, at least me and my brother really taught her well. Uh, my brother, my her father taught her well. And this is why I always want her to be focused on having a better life and not getting distracted. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't give kids too much, give kids freedom. I mean, there's got to be some type of trust, but it can't be the point where we give them too much freedom. And then, of course, they can take advantage of our trust and end up doing things that they regret. But nevertheless, we have to really take control of what our kids do out there. All right. So just with that being said, I mean, I want to get to this episode right now. I want to get to this um, episode of um, the Christ from by Sabrina Bleems. And she got some interesting quotes. I mean, if you follow um, Sabrina Bleem or um, his podcast, the Christ from, or you follow other podcasts, you know, you got the Master Motivator motivation with um jason flame i mean you got um karate unity with um chris hansen and of course you got um somebody like um ando mesera you know you got all these guys and of course you got the three ladies of the java buzz you got andrea harkins um jane um larkins miser and um um, Rosita de jesus i mean if you have a chance of looking at these podcasts really Really see, well, mostly the Java Buzz. That's like my one-time favorite. You know, ever since I got my new job, I wasn't be able to catch any episodes lately because, um, you know, I'm working constantly. But you know, when I had my other job, I was able to watch and listen. But you never, but you never, but nevertheless, I mean, you should watch the Java Buzz because those ladies have some um, incredible quotes they actually say, and it's kind of had the. Uh, Kind of um goes with what what goes on in life, but nevertheless, you know, I want to highlight um the Christ shrimp, uh Sabrina Bleem here. All right, so I'm gonna read you a couple quotes that uh, that I find that's um really really wonderful. All right, so let me look for them real quick. All right, so here's one of them. All right, so don't let the opinion of a few hold you back from offering value to many. All right, so let me read that again. Don't let the opinion of a few hold you back from offer, offering value to many. Well, you know, for me, you know, you know, it's great to hear somebody's opinion. But, you know, a lot of people, I'm not expecting you to, like, um, f- follow through with that opinion, you know. But nevertheless, it's opinion that can help you be better. At least you can have more value, offer more value to people that you teach. Um, just thinking about like how, you know, 
how you can get better teaching. If somebody sees that you're doing something wrong, I mean, one thing, you don't want to like cop an attitude and say, I know what I'm doing. You know, there's somebody out there that has the same values that you have when you're teaching kids. I mean, you want to make sure that you are always on the right path. No, it's, you're going to make mistakes. You're, you're going to make all the, nobody's undefeated. I always tell my students that I'm not undefeated. A student's not undefeated. Not, nobody's undefeated. Knowing that people, it's like, I had to deal with a student who it's like so geared or so to say, so dedicated to his um, effort. And he wants to do everything perfect. He don't want to do anything wrong. So every time he does something, everything wrong, he gets upset. Which that shouldn't be the factor, you know. If somebody has a, a opinion on what you're doing, what to do something better, I mean, don't act like you're defeated. I mean, it's just getting it's you getting better. Nobody's defeated when somebody gives your opinion. I mean, you win, you lose, but you're never defeated. I mean, just understand that. All right, moving on to this another another good quote. Being supportive of others' success makes you stronger, not weaker. You know, just thinking about it, like, you know, I mean, you know, when I see people in my Christ studio or my Christ school getting their master ring, and I'm looking, it's like, that's like the most prestigious thing. You know, other than getting your black belt being the prestigious thing, it's like getting to a higher level of um, martial arts and like for for instance, like for me, I mean, just starting off in like a all wheat, all white gi, and then moving on to or going on to being a black belt, and then end up getting a white top gi with um, black pants. But yet, when I see other um, instructor or another martial artist moving up to having a all black gi, I mean, I say I wanted to have that. It's kind of like a, an envy for me for a long time, but you know, I wasn't. Well, no, I was supportive of that. I mean, I wasn't jealous of the saying that one. I just did what needed to be necessary. Now, for me, for this year, hopefully, I get the I get selected to be a master rank because my um four years are almost over because I tested for my fourth degree back in 2019. So that was my last fiscal test, and of course, for my next promotion, which is fifth degree, I have to, well, of course, there's certain, um, well, certain requirements I have to do. There's, um, I have to do two master development series, uh, level one and two. I mean, so far I did level one and, and in a couple of weeks I'll be doing level two. So that will be my requirements. And of course, other requirements require me being an active member of, um, the organization as well as an active student, and instructor, which I've pretty much been doing so well for pretty much the last nine years. I'm still a student, still learning. You know, it just shows them that I'm capable of being a master. I'm not only I am teaching these students how to master their technique, I'm mastering the techniques myself. So that's, I guess that's the, that's where it needs to be. All right. Well, and here goes another quote. Um, here's another good quote here. 
and um, instead of resenting another martial artist who performs better than you, use them as inspiration. What are they doing differently? How can you do do that too? So instead of, well, that's more like jealousy, you know, now that's kind of goes with the first quote, like really, you know, like, like simply be supportive of people's success. I mean, if there's somebody out there that's better than you, I mean, figure out what they do differently and you know how you can do it too, but you do it differently. You know, I look at all, like really, like I could say probably the, I'm the one person that goes over drills using a timer. You know, I, I don't like doing reps. You know, reps to me, it's just like you do so many reps, it just gets boring. I mean, you want them. It's, I don't think it shouldn't be a matter of reps. It should be a matter of like focusing on the technique. The technique is really important. And you always tell your students, always slow down. The technique is always important in over muscle and speed, you know, developing the muscles you need to perfect a good technique and using all those muscles. And it's like, you know, you got those ones that listen and you got those ones that don't. And the ones that don't listen are the ones that end up um, going downhill. So you want to make sure that um, that you're always on that right path. You know, and the thing is, you want to make sure you do something differently than another martial artist. And, you know, that's the thing with um, competition. You know, you, a martial artist see that you're like an up, up and coming competitor. That there's, that's the person that you're the person that they're going to look at. You know, I was talking about that with uh, uh, Ewell Carter. I mean, he was talking about how I was something to look at because I was a newcomer. I was really, that was, that was always fun, always competing. Yeah. And this is why I always have good friends that I look at too. And, you know, I always look at somebody's kata and it's always respect. It's always respect for somebody doing a kata. It's good. All right. So that's one quote. All right. And here's another quote. When leaders own their mistakes and apologize for them, they earn more trust and respect from their followers. Well, let me read this again. When leaders own their mistakes and apologize for them, they earn more trust and respect from their followers. Yeah, I mean, I just look at this quote. Um, I don't know. I can tell you how many times I made mistakes and, you know, I always admit to them. You know, I admit I, I teach things wrong. You know, I admit I got my own mistakes. And, you know, I know I admit to them. It's like, really, it's like if I forget how to, if I forget that somebody does something or if I forget to teach something, then that's on my part. That's my fault. I mean, well, one thing is always own to my mistakes. You know, I don't like making mistakes you know, I don't pretend I didn't make a mistake. You know, when I make a mistake, I redeem myself by making by making it making it better. And, you know, and I always ask for help. That's always the thing. If you make a mistake and you're not sure where to go next, then you ask for help. That's all it takes that you to get better. 
So this is definitely a good quote to think about when you're a leader. I mean, one thing, when you're a leader, you're always fighting. You're not standing behind a rock and and looking and letting your soldiers, your army to get slaughtered and watch your army get slaughtered. You should be fighting with your army. You should be fighting like blood, sweat and tears with your army. You know, that's the thing that, that I don't see mostly. It's like you have to really look at look at um, yourself as leader. I mean, leaders are limited uh, at some things, but they keep fighting. You know, and that's I could say that's the problem with certain workplaces. You know, you're the manager of a certain um, a job, but most of the time you bark orders and not help out. It's like you tell the employee to do this, do that. It's like, like they never even offered their help. It's like, do you need help with anything? All right, so I'm like, can you do me a favor? Can uh, can you can I can I, I use you for a minute? I mean, but really, it should be a two way street when it comes to leadership. You know, you're helping somebody out. You're helping them. You're helping somebody out. And and yet, or they're helping you out. I mean, it doesn't mean they help you out all the time and you don't give back. You know, you got to be that person that helps a person get up and not come around when it comes to when it when it's time to take. That's the problem. What I see with management mostly. It's like if you're going to be the type of manager that comes around when it's your time to take and not help that person get up then that makes you like the lowest person in as possible or somebody that got spoiled at their job and just like there's no discipline i mean you think you're offering discipline to, to somebody when you're barking or barking order and you're not helping that's not discipline that's just tyranny i mean we want when it comes to being leader to your army you know you're not a tyrant you had to have some type of compassion. I mean, you're you're definitely a lion. I mean, you're unleashing a lion, but you're resorting to the lamb. That's how um, uh, Jason Wilson would say. I mean, yeah, that's another person to really look at. If you look at another person that has um, real inspirational quotes, it's um, Jason Wilson. And I'm yet to get his book. I mean, I forget what it's called, but, you know, it's a I'm. There's no question that's a good book and it's like it has to deal with manhood. But nevertheless, I wanted to kind of give uh, almost some um, highlight um, Jason Wilson here. And speaking of Jason Wilson, if you ever seen his documentary uh, they had on ESPN like a while back, I mean, feel free to actually look for that. I mean, that was just a wonderful documentary. And you know, I think I messaged him and said, that, wow, that was real great. I mean, that's probably one person I would like to have on the kick pod is um, Jason Wilson. So if, you, if you're if you listening to this, Jason Wilson, um, I would like you to be a guest on my podcast. Or even, I know you have a podcast yourself, but uh, I would like to really, really go back and forth with you because, you know, you have inspiration. You know, I love how you inspire these kids. I mean, it's, it's tough in Detroit, Michigan, where, where he's at. And, you know, you try to keep these kids from making the worst mistakes of their life, which is great. All right. So 
I got pretty much one more quote here before I head out. Um, to stay motivated and perform your best in martial arts, you need to figure out that middle ground between pushing yourself too hard and not challenge yourself enough. So let me read that one more time. To stay motivated and perform your best in martial arts, you need to figure out that middle ground between pushing yourself too hard and not challenging yourself enough. All right. So this is what I see with students sometimes, you know, when they don't push. The, well, they know you have to set that God, that the ground or you have to set that um set that standard between pushing yourself too hard and not push yourself to it. I mean, you want to be not to be too low on your training and not to be too high on your training. So that's pretty much how it looks here with this quote. I mean, you want to push yourself hard enough where you are getting better with your techniques, but you don't want to push yourself too hard where you're going to eventually hurt yourself, get an injury. You know, you always want to be at your best. That's the most main thing when you're in martial arts, but you want to make sure you have control of how you do it. You know, there's like you got students that push themselves so hard and they're always falling and they're getting angry about it and they're hurting themselves. So really, and you have to set you have to really set that ground between pushing yourself so hard. And, and of course, you know. There's students that don't challenge themselves enough. They're always doing the same thing that they did in their previous tests. It's like you have to do something better than what you did before. I mean, it's I tell them that I tell them that like um, like it's like going to see a movie for ten dollars. You know, I go to a movie to see. I I go I spend ten dollars to go see a good movie. So if that movie doesn't look good or it looks terrible. You know, what's the one thing I must say? I must say I want my money back because I don't want to go waste $10 on a movie that was like, like, like a load of crap. I mean, I want a movie that's going to get me off my seats or a movie that's not going to make me fall asleep. I mean, I want to really have that great, a, a good, a good time spending my money on a movie that's going to get me off my seat. But nevertheless, that's what I say with students. You know, you have to set the standards between working too hard and not working hard enough. You know, there's like you have to push it. Well, you know, really, you got to push yourself to on, on the new limit every time. You know, it's great that you try to push yourself past that new limit. But, you know, you have to work toward that limit. And then come up with another limit. You know, that's the way how you train. You always find a new limit. You don't, you know, you don't try to uh, stay at that same limit that you were before and not get better. You know, like for instance, doing a push-up. I mean, you do push-ups on your knees and you say you do roughly good, good 10 push-ups. And then of course, probably the next few weeks, you try doing more push-ups on your knees, like an extra five. And then, of course, when you feel comfortable, you start doing push-ups on your toes. Like, say, you do how much you can do 
on your knees versus how much you can do on your toes. I mean, that's one thing. And but doing it right is more important. It's like it's one thing that you gotta really try to challenge yourself every time. Like really, or if you're like a runner, if you run like like two miles a day. And then, of course, the next few days, you try to work, run an extra mile. I mean, that's pushing yourself past your limits. I mean, you got to really know your limits and not and don't push yourself too far to the point where you get injured. So that's the thing. All right. Well, I was hoping that uh, I would get more information here. But, you know, it's looking pretty good now. But, you know, really, you know, I like to really look at Sabrina Bleem's uh, podcast. But, no, there's more people out there that I want to get um, get on my podcast. There's um, one individual that I reached out to, um, James Cock. I know he has his own um, podcast. Or I think that's what his name is, James James Cock, I think, really. Or I think it's Mark Cock, I think. Because, you know, I see he has a podcast, you know, really – I think there should be like some type of like group page, uh, like a universe where all these uh, podcasters that we have like a group chat and that should be the one thing that we should do. You know, we should at least talk about like um, certain um, certain subjects that seem like um, needs more attention. But nevertheless, it is something that I feel like needs to happen. But um, I'm uh, kind of. Uh, Kind of close this um, podcast and um, just say this is a March. This is a March a month that we're in. You know that means mostly it's um, spring. It's on its way, and I think daylight savings time is coming where we spring ahead. And for those who follow basketball, mostly college basketball, you know it's March Madness, and yet people are going to be looking forward to that. And you know, pretty much after March. It's um for those who are wrestling fans, then it's WrestleMania month. Yeah, usually around this time, back in the days, March would be WrestleMania month. But nevertheless, I think April, the beginning, first weekend of April is uh WrestleMania. Yeah, I think it's WrestleMania uh, thirty nine now, and it's broken up to two parts. Uh, well, broken up to uh, two shows. You know, there's a Saturday show and a Sunday show, which is unusual. And but you know it is what it is. Alright. Alright, for those that just um join me for the first time, please tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and I'll see you next time for another episode here at the uh kick the kickpod podcast. This is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you out. Mm-hmm.